Hi, I'm Peachy. And I'm Jeff. And as much as you like, like you to think that we come here every week to make these videos and waffle about 40k and Age of Sigma and other things, in actual fact, because electricity and gas is so expensive, we just come here to make the use of uh, of, of Pat's lights. Let's keep very warm. warm. Very warm up. Starting to get feeling downstairs again. It's great. My legs. I'm even my legs. Saving myself a fortune every Monday. <laughs> Poor Pat. He's not. <laughs> and that's a reason to support Patreon. So it's been requested, and Pat's working on it. This could be the first audio-only podcast that goes out. Oh, imagine the series of that. Listening to me talking. Who wants to listen to me talking? Imagine listening to the both of us on a treadmill. Oh, I don't know what that's like. That's sure not. I mean, it, that's like a torture. You could just use that like Guantanamo Bay, couldn't he? That's a driver to get moving fast, isn't it, really, on that treadmill? Just like, oh, God, they're still following me. They're still talking. God, I'm moving faster. <laughs> <laughs> There's a montage in there. Or, or like, you know, listening to it in the car, and they go, and for some reason, he just careered off the M1. Straight into that tree. We don't. There's no signs to see that wrong. Was your was your husband previously suffering with depression? No, he says he watched the Painting Face podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you never know. We might be. Uh, yeah. Audio only. Maybe. Uh, this could be the first one of us coming in your ears. Oh. oh. <laughs> so that's a reference and a half. I know that reference. He's not been dirty. He is. It is at the same time. And we both have faces for radio, so... We're... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have a voice for radio, so... Yeah, good luck with that. I've, radio's probably... But I haven't got a, even got a face for, for a cave painting. <laughs> oh, you have? Oh, what the love? How do I have that to know reflection? <laughs> we call you Stick of the Dump. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Right then. So, we're going to do a little bit of a... A bit of a mix-up one, this one. And so, we're going to talk about a few subjects. But mm. they're all roughly based on the same thing, which is... Yeah either for your own use or for Games Workshop's use, which is army creation. Yeah, yeah, building and painting armies. Because it was um, a bit of a revelation to a few people is that your most recent Necron video, where you did the Nihilac. Nihilac. Smells better said that. Oh, watching my wife try and say it was amusing. She was just like, I was like, no, that's not how you say it, darling. Lack. <laughs> so the Nilac Dynasty was a paint scheme of your invention. It was, yeah. And it was a bit of a, um, a surprise to some people when they watched mm. the Necron video to find out that you'd done it. And the other people, they already knew you had, and it was it was nice for them to see you actually yeah. Yeah. paint me in the flesh, so to speak. So was when did when were you asked to do that? Was that during the army painter? Yes. When you're telling yeah. on the army painters? Oh god, I'm, I'm probably going back to so uh, it was when the. The first new release of plastics came out. So, like the Necron Immortals, um, the Death Marks, because that kit built those as well. Then you had the Tripatorian, the Lich Guard. It was that 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 release of yes yeah. coming out. Um, it was all resin based at the start because obviously that we're working what twelve months ahead, mm -hmm. probably even longer than that. Um, now I can't take full responsibility for the entire creation of the Nilek Dynasty. I worked with Matt Ward at the time. And he's a, a lovely, lovely human. And anyone that says he's not, I will fight you and I will win because it's true. He's a lovely person. Um, and we worked together on that. And I, I'd come up with loads of colour schemes of like different sort of ideas to push Necrons away from being silver, green glow, mainly silver and green glow. A bit like the first part of that painted video. Yeah, yeah. Like, the classic yeah, yeah. people remember from the Codex cover. And then um, 
some some of them like the the dark stone was like a dark green like for like the things like the uh monolith it was like, mm-hmm. like a dark kind of i, I think we referred to it as black stone because the black stone was everywhere but it's like kind of dark green really isn't it yeah. it's just not black <laughs> yeah the darker side's a dark angel wasn't it yeah yeah absolutely so um start playing around with color schemes then and i had like loads of test models i did like oranges i did like reds um but i really like fell in love with the turquoise and gold which was very reminiscent of ancient egypt because of like turquoise gold yeah yeah i i I refer to it as turquoise. I remember when we did a paint guide for White Dwarf. Um, this is what I used to love about when you did any kind of projects for White Dwarf. Is the editor, would, you'd say, can you write some words for us? I'd write some words in peach language. Obviously, a bit low level, kind of like the council estate human talk. <laughs> um, and I was just like, yeah, that's how, it's, that's how I sound. I mean, that, you know, that's the way I've always talked. And you read it back and it's like, yes, so... After building this army, I decided to go down the tones of Lapis Lazuli. I was like, what the heck is Lapis Lazuli? <laughs> and I went over to my door. I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's, it's turquoise. That's the name for it. I was like, That's, I'd never say that. I'd never in a million years. I don't even know what that was until just now. <laughs> Can we put actual peach words in there? So I used to make me laugh when you used to get edited by the White Dwarf editors uh, because it just made you sound like someone smart. I'm not smart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I went down the ancient Egypt route with like golds and turquoises. And yeah, started building from there. Then obviously Matt would come back with like some feedback and be like, oh, it'd be really cool if you could do something a little bit different with like the, the vehicles, make them feel a bit older and a bit tarnished. And I was like, so at that time, I think we had yellow glaze. And I, after I did like my turquoise, because we had a limit, obviously we've got a lot more paints now, but it was, I think, so tech green and then um, highlighted with temple guard. Yeah. And then to try and make it feel a bit aged and yellowed, I used like this yellow glaze all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really hard to replicate now. So because we don't sell it. We sell things like the contrasts where you can thin that down, but I'll, for our video anyway, I thought, I'm not going down that route. I'll overcomplicate it, even yeah. though it's not quite how I did it back in the day. Uh, so yeah, so Matt was great. We talked loads, and I think that was the key thing. Whenever I... There were certain writers that I worked on projects with that really sort of got the best out of you um, and listened and chucked in opinions, but not in a way that made you feel stupid or anything like that. So like Phil Kelly, Matt Ward were always like ones I always look forward to, to working with because they're always like chucking in ideas. But they also knew the limits of what you could do. So they wouldn't go, yeah. I want this army uh, for this book. I was like, we don't have an army like that. It's going to take ages to make that. I've only got a week. Uh, so yeah, yeah, working with people like Matt and stuff understood because everyone's a hobbyist at workshop, but some people have a bit more the better idea that it's a profession as well as just... Do you think, because um, it's something I found when uh, with creating a, a marine army from scratch, and it's the first time I've ever done it is the one that I'm currently doing. Is that you you start with an idea of going, right, well, the colour is going to be that. Mm. And then you get to another miniature and you go, oh, hang on, that's now got that bit that was blue, but has now got that other bit that looks like it'd be the same sort of armour, so that would be blue. Yeah. But now that doesn't look like it sits in the right place next to that. And that's a thing, isn't it, is when you are doing your own colour scheme, you start to find yourself getting bogged down a little bit going, Oh well, now hang on, is that too much blue? Or yeah, yeah. If yeah. if if he wears more gold than that guy, am I am I I've got any space to get any blue in? And it it becomes quite hard, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the great thing with the Necrons is um, they've they've got a lot of different unit types. And one of the things I decided again was the more elite they got, the more higher up the hierarchy, the more gold they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like the Necrons, which were like the bog standard, I think all they had was a little um blue stripe going up the helmet it was like a gold helmet with a little blue stripe yeah yeah i think it was like a gold key line on like a really dark iron 
um, on the shoulder pads. Whereas when it came to things like the Immortals, there was more turquoise with a bit of gold, and then the Lich God was mainly turquoise with a bit of gold, and then you had the things like the Triarch Praetorians, which were a bit more like elite bodyguards. They they were literally gold with like bits of turquoise. So it was like almost flip reverse to the Lich Guard. So I started playing around with like, yeah, the more elite you are, the more gold you get, but you still have turquoise there. Mm-hmm. Then obviously you get the odd character, and you just like. I'm just going to have to play this one by ear and wing it. So how many, um, was that for, did Nilak come in for seven? Uh, trying to, I think so, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yes, because whenever people refer to which edition, I'm just like, yeah, yeah maybe. Because <laughs> I'm like, what edition is it now? Is it ninth? Yeah, yeah so it would be about seventh. So like is it, it must be nice to know that they're still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, seeing the stuff and seeing people... Uh, the biggest thing for me is, like, when I'd go through, like, the store and, and into Bookman's and stuff, you'd see people, like, with armies, and there's, like, Nilek Dynasty, and all that. Weirdly decided to paint the colour scheme army. That's bizarre. Why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. But obviously, in your head, you know, you always, like, want to improve and make things better, but seeing people paint the stuff that you've done is quite rewarding as a as a creator and a, 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 as an artist as well, so... Yeah, must have done something right that it's still there. It's not been blown up yet. <laughs> I mean, the Ventrillian nobles might get blown up seeing as I've left. Who, who needs those pointy-hatted, feathered upstarts? Well, I assume that um, moving on to the Ventrillian nobles is that you're... Were you basically the only person painting? Uh, I mean, within... I mean, did with it, did anybody else within within... Games Workshop take them in or take them on. I'm I, I'm assuming there's probably so a few people out there who there was a them. guy. Um, so for the army itself, there's there's definitely a community out there that um, I've talked to on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm going to name drop like Josh Wolf and uh, Cygnus Maximus. They they're quite big names on Twitter at the moment because we do like it's not huge, and I still need to pull my finger out and do a better job. But during no, the month of November, we call it Noble November. And we just paint stuff up for for entry in there. Oh, yeah, I've seen that because you were doing uh, different, um, you were doing different sorts of houses of. Different yes, so I've taken the empire, city states, and states um, of old, yeah. the old world, and translated that color into my build of the ventrally enables just to make other random color schemes. And I've found quite a few. I've still I'm about halfway through because I think there's fourteen states and cities. Um, some I've done about seven, so I'm about halfway through, but. Um, it's just a bit of fun. It's just ticking a box, just something different, and it's inspired me to do when the Cadians come out. Yeah. Um. The one of the recent ones was I think I called them the Oslandia Lightfoot, and it's basically Oslan, which is like black, white, and red. Cool. Um. And I really like them, but I've used Deathcore Krieg arms on Cadian bodies with the Outrider head, which is the signature head I've been using for the venture. Uh, how, how are they? Are they are they still easy to get hold? Of? Yeah. 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 So. There's a before um, the current Astra Militarum, we had like these Grand Alliance books. I forget what they're called now, but it was like Imperium One, Imperium Two, Xenos, and Chaos. It's a bit like because Age of Sigma, when yeah. they changed the rules, they had like these big sort of tomes to get you started. And in there, they still had the rules for Rough Riders. Now, the great thing with buying the Outrider Pistolier set, which is where I source my mm-hmm. heads from, is you get five cavalry Rough Riders, yeah, but you get 16 heads. So you use five of those on your cavalry. You've still got 11 heads to use elsewhere. And because I'd already done a huge empire army, I'd already accrued lots of these heads. Um, so I had loads. And then I was like, I'll do some cavalry. I'll do some lancers or like some like hussars or something like that. Um, but then they removed the Rough Riders from the Astra Militarum. Yeah. Carried out. So you're like, oh, great. So 
Um, but I assume that um, that old Warhammer set that's no longer in existence now. It is, yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, they are called Free Guild Outriders Pistoliers. So... Oh, when they're still in Age of Sigma? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, I was starting to get really worried for you then. They <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been praying that old world brought them back in. Yeah. You? <laughs> what they might do, I mean, big hats with feathers on it is great. <laughs> but I was having this conversation with someone on Instagram um, probably like last night, the night before, and they're like, you know, I really like that army. I wish I'd had the kits or the money at the time to buy it because it's really hard to get hold of. And my observation was, when I did it, I suppose I could have communicated better, was it wasn't about using that particular head to make the Ventrally Nobles. Mm -hmm. It was more of a, if you want to make your own Imperial Guard regiments, whatever kits you've been building, whatever spare bits you've got from another kit, because if you take, um, if you do Wood Elves and you've got some Eternal Guard, you'll have Wild Wood Ranger heads. Or yeah. if you do Wild Wood Rangers, you'll have Eternal Guard heads. If you did a certain type of um, Ironbreaker, you'd have, like the Iron Drake heads, if you did Tempest Signs, you went with the helmet, you'd have the Beret heads. Yeah. Basically, like most of the sets, you'll always have a different head. And in the set of 10, you usually get 10, probably more. So it's about using those alternates that you didn't do. We have a great one is the um, uh, Skitari, because you get the Vanguard's yeah, you do. helmeted head and you get the Ranger hooded heads. I, the hooded heads look great for Admech, but the those Salet helms also make cool like uses for imperial guard and the great thing is as well in 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 gw's defense at the moment they are really pushing they'll they'll fill every millimeter on a sprue at the yeah. moment with the, yeah so the amount of heads you're getting well is fair across the board on in most sprues nowadays i really think strong. all those kill team sets there's double the heads because you can have unhelmeted heads helmeted heads different style of helmets the um blooded there's so many oh well funny enough you talk about the blooded because i bought the um the kill team that they came in and do you know what? I got to the end of building that, and even though I don't need that many, because I already own some of what would be the older blood of the yeah. the the, um, the traitor guard that came in um, Blackstone. I bought them when they put them in a box of their own, and, and thankfully they really match up well. But when I got to the end of putting them blooded together for my um, to act as cultists for my Death Guard army, I um I was like. God, I, need, I feel like I need to go out and buy these again to make the ones I couldn't make. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there were just so many great heads yeah. in there and and the weapon options I didn't choose. Every one I didn't choose, I then lamented over the one that I had the other one because how good it looked, yeah. you know. And I thought, God, I really want to go back out and just grab these, Yeah, you know, again. You know, I think the only thing put me off was I thought, I don't really need the Ogre twice and I don't need the yeah. Glomisar slash Enforcer again. Yeah. But um, the rest of them were, were, were great, you know. And between so many good bit, bits on there. Them, the Breaches, and the uh, Kazakin have got a similar head joint. The um, Death Corps Krieg have like a, it's got like a weird sort of joint on the neck. Yeah. Like a, you know, straight and then down. And then the helmet, you have to do a bit of cutting and paste if you want to do some head swaps with those. And I have with my Venturely Nobles because I want them in great coats. But, um, but yeah, most of them have got that little ball socket and the whole... So that was quite nice. The only thing, the only shame of the uh, of all of them, Kit, really, with the uh, with the Death Corps, isn't it, is the fact there's not really, other than really the medic, uh, there's not really any requirements to give them another head option. Yeah, you, really. yeah, they all just look like that. And yeah, that's that's which is a bit of a sad, which is a bit of a sad. Like, but obviously, aren't they clones? Uh, I yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're like. Well, I think they're like. Um, I don't know if they're clones or such. Are they not like? Well, farmed. Or yeah, they're yeah. like. They're, they're, I think they're all. I think they're bred from from humans, but they grow them. 
Yeah, that I think the idea to make sure they get us, yeah, yes, yeah. which is a bit, uh, which is a big problem to say the least. But yeah, I will check in as well when I did the venture. And it was at the same time there was a, a guy in customer service who did like a couple of like Imperial Guard bits and bobs, and he played around with like doing the head swap. And I was like, that's a cool idea because I'm looking at, I'm doing something similar with mine. Yeah, um, and I'd gone with like these magenta coats, and he'd gone with like blue with like yellow and stuff. So um, it was he he had the idea at the same time as well. So Kieran. Uh, I'll chuck his name there because I used to when people are like, oh, I should run it. It's like, well, it's not. I mean, obviously, other people were thinking about it at the same time. It wasn't like uniquely designed to me. It was just I had the Empire on me, and I, I liked both Empire and Ashton Miller time, and I just combined kits. It could have quite easily been the floppy hats instead of. Oh, yeah, 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 another one. Uh, which I have done a, a unit of with yeah. the floppy hats, and it looks fine. Um, but yeah, that was the key thing, really, with the Venture Enables was sending the message go, you can make whatever regiment you want using what spare bits you've got. And the, and the nice thing is about uh, the Ventrillians, like the Nylac, they have gone into their 40k lore. Yeah, on, yeah. they are part part low. I mean, the Ventrillians are quite far on the Eastern Fringe, which is a buffet range for Tyranid invasions. So <laughs> chances are they're easily going to get removed from IP, uh, especially now that I've probably like. Oh, or oh, do you know what? I might I might have to feel like um, if I do go down the route of doing some more um, uh, PDF for my Gene Stealer cult. I might have to start doing them as your gang. <laughs> That's gone well for them. A few people have done that. Yeah, they've done chaos versions and like, I, I still need to do some um, some Gene Cena cool versions as well. That'd be cool to see God, oh yeah, it's not been going well. I think that's another thing about creating like, uh, it's like a slight segue, but creating like factions of your own if you're like doing your own hobby is I always go on the peripherals of lore and zones. So yeah. when I was talking in, in the last show about my uh, Citizen Sigma stuff, it was like, you've got this area which had been concentrating on these books, but I, I, I just went somewhere far off. Because um, it's like quite far down the Ventrillion, the planet Ventrilia is. That's where I started to base all my war zone stuff and my mm. collection. So I did Sister the Battle, which was Argent Shroud. I always liked the Argent Shroud colour scheme because it's silver. Which ones? Are they? Oh, they're the silver ones, yeah. They have white robes, but I ended up going down like magenta the sort of like burgundy robes because that tied in nicely with with the other gang well i wanted to do like a big grand imperial imperial army so i'd have like the sister of the battle the ventrally nobles allied with them um and then i did like a run i wanted to do like a squad of space marines but go down the route of movie marines uh if anyone at home knows what a movie marine is it's back in the day we used to give marines like super badass stats that you only need five and then thousand points oh, okay uh, so if you're playing against like Astra Militarum, it makes sense. So I used lieutenant rules um, for my marines. So I had five lieutenants in the army. They were mm -hmm. all scattered across the army, but I marked them up as if it was a combat squad. All right. So even though technically the rules are lieutenants, they all count as like a tactical marine, a tactical marine, and a sergeant. Um, but they just look more badass and they survive a bit longer in game. Um, and I was like, what planet's nearby? And there's something called Pyrus Munda, which means fire planet. No. Some of the name in that. Pyrus Munda sounds amazing. You translate it as Fire Planet. Yeah, that, that's a phrase you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what the chapter is called Fire Lords. Fire Lords from Fire Planet. Cool. Oh, yeah, go. <laughs> if you get the name of that sources, you can leave early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, Lizard Men, <laughs> Beast Men, <laughs> Fish Men. This is written on the back of an embassy, not one box. <laughs> but, um, but then, then the Ventrillion's got artwork. Yeah, got artwork. They got a bit of background. I um, for my sins. So the the creation of Ventrally Nobles was a small internal uh, challenge called a battle force challenge. Everyone got given a battle force. They could pick whatever battle force they wanted, um, and you had to paint it by a certain day, and then it would go into like white dwarf and use for promotions. And just it was just a bit of fun, just to get people engaged because there's a lot of 
wouldn't say non-hobbyists, but people that were working in the departments that the hobby wasn't, it was still quite new to them. Yeah. So like a graphic designer or an editor or whatever, because if you're a good editor, it doesn't matter if you know the background. It's about making sure the words make sense um, and then going, what does Nilak mean? That's not a word I know in the English language. Oh, it's a planet or it's um, a dynasty. Oh, okay. Turn that in. Um, so it was to, you know, get people engaged in the hobby a bit more. And yeah, I got the Imperial Guard Battle Force. I thought I'd do some, you know, head swaps here and there. So it, it encouraged people to to go down this route. And I called them a really naff name, which was, I think it was the Peach T- Peachtonian Dragoons. That's <laughs> uh, very, very classic, well thought out name because my name's Peach and they're Dragoons. And well, you know, it's a utopia they're from, so Peachtopia. <laughs> Welcome to Peachtopia, everybody. I'd, I'd love to live in Peachtopia. <laughs> You're all bold, unfortunately. Oh, you have to shave. So I think I think I could uh, I think I could swallow that pill. <laughs> unfortunately, their pesser is so uh, good luck with that. Oh, you what? Sorry, their pesser is those pills are so you shouldn't oh. be bum. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get less attractive by the second now. <laughs> I think that's that's the term for the uh, ones that go the other end. <laughs> Suppositories, what a pesser is there? Oh, they go, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they go somewhere else. <laughs> please, please stop. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so I called him a really naff name. I came up with some naff background. Um, and then Phil Kelly, because uh, they were getting a, a small section in the Ashman of Tarum, because you got your main hard hitter, things like the Mordians, the Catachans, the Death Corps, the Steel Legion, and you had this little spread of like some of the minor ones. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, as a team, we just came, had a lot of fun and made up loads of like random Imperial Guard regiments. Like, let's stick a random Vanguard Skatari head on a Gene Sealer called Guy of a Shotgun and call it something. I think they've got like Iridian Dragoons or something. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I think it was like Iridian Prefects. We'd, people were just having fun making names up for him. But Phil Kelly called them the Ventrally Nobles, which sounded mega. And then he made a good like, name. It is a good name. It sounds very posh. And, and, and like you say, you know, I remember seeing the art in ninth edition rule book mm. i thought oh that looks nice and then didn't really pay much more heed to it than that and then lo and behold then i'm watching warhammer uh plus and there's you fielding them yeah yeah against the uh leagues of otan one yeah smashing the leagues of otan and bayonet naps they don't like it up they don't like it up i'm surprised i got there <laughs> 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 I think I remember it almost being on tea spitting when, <laughs> when that came out when I watched that the first time. I think there's an element of a young team that have never watched Dad's Army and just went, that sounds legit. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. But, so um, it must have more, but to say, like you're talking about the fact that there is um, the, there's uh, a group dedicated, it must be nice to think that your, your stuff goes goes on in that route yeah i think what's nicer is how people then take it and add to it so initially when i did vibe vehicles i did them like sort of military gray with like black panels with gold trim on it mm-hmm. but i've seen people now start doing like gold tanks and i'm like yeah that's that's proper bling there that yeah yeah that's people coming out because yeah, it's a rich planet full of all these yeah. resources that's stuff. that's the sort of tank that has the word noble attack yeah 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 i mean making a tank out of gold it's a soft now it's probably not the wisest choice but <laughs> yeah. maybe it's space gold maybe well you know good old space gold yeah but yeah it looks great it looks more very probably space gold is that when you put it on your bride's finger it's just all the knuckles just smashed in as her arm just <laughs> <on the floor. laughs> 
I've got your ring. <laughs> Weighs 14 stone. I mean, someone in the comments going to go, well, I think you'll find all gold is space. Because <laughs> it's what everything's in space. So, yeah, well, we all know that. Yeah. But it's funny, it's different when you say it's space gold. It makes it sound mega. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was really, it's really nice to see how people have pushed that and done their own thing with it as well, and made their own vehicles or made their own sort of like regiments and stuff. Do your, um, do because you, you in the early days of the Dark Eldar, you designed them being in the metal suit, didn't you? So we did. It was when I, so I was part of the army painting team. We moved downstairs in miniatures. There was a weird sort of like move around the business at one point. I'll probably go on a segue here. Yeah. It might take half an hour. It shouldn't do. <laughs> um, so the, the design studio used to be the design studio, which had everything in it. So sculptors, uh, writers, artists, painters, and stuff like that. And then there was this weird sort of split. So it was like, we'll dedicate a, an entire studio to be miniatures, an entire studio to be publications. Mm-hmm. So anything that was written or, um, you know, words-based or graphic design-based that was something to do with a book would be publications anything that was physical and miniature based would be miniatures and then things like hobby products which was making tools and paints and sprays um was its own separate thing so it was like broken into three departments right and this is army painters we 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 had this whole kind of um i guess debate with the manager at the time going well we don't work with miniatures we work with publications because a lot of the stuff we do is for their books not to paint stuff for the box art yeah, heavy metal do it makes sense to heavy metal to go downstairs and absolutely right it because they, they they will be talking with the sculptors all the time and going i want this particular thing shown and you know because they they still make up the colors that, that would go on the box art but they'd work with the sculptors a lot closely than what we do i mean every now and again i'll build a figure that because you get bags of resin so the worst one was the uh, slash hellflame which is the lawnmower the big oh yeah yeah you just get a big bag of resin you're just like oh great i mean this is going to be a jigsaw puzzle and a half if i could fix this i could do anything Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and again you probably need to talk to a sculptor but that, that's just a conversation yeah. you just go down and ask but most of the armies and collections we did was for publications because you'd be doing like stuff for campaigns stuff for like um, step-by-step guides uh, there's all sorts of reasons for staying upstairs but we went down and we ended up making random armies that made no sense and publications like great we've got another army we'll have to like jury rig into into the codex somehow or whatever so it, it was a bit fractious for a time and then i moved up with my mate steve and another guy and we were in a little department and we did like stage by stage guides and uh, collections for these how to paint books and the idea and they were really i love them and it's such a shame they never carried on because what the idea was you'd buy your codex and at the same time you'd get this little softback a4 it was quite chunky as well yeah, uh, paint guide, and there would be. They paint. must have came out. <clears throat> they must have come out in the gap when I wasn't in. Possibly, I, yeah. I mean, I've got. I just remember them. That's a real shame. Yeah, I mean, the first one we did was. Um, let me try and remember what the first one. I can't remember if it was the Space Wolves or the Dark Elves. Let's go with the Space Wolves, Sons of Fenris, and it was like here's the Ragnar Blackmanes collection. Then it was I got Sven Bloodhouse, so I did like loads of tattoos on the armor and yeah. made Sven Bloodhouse, which then got made into art. And then there was a load of background made for him because we just Again, great. yeah, it, was, it must be seeing art of the thing you've because that, that was the thing it means to Steve Love would kit bash a character and then like Kev Chin or Paul Dayton would go cool. I'm gonna take that character, I'm gonna make some art of it. You're like, oh my god, I've actually drawn a picture of the thing I just made. Yeah, that'd be, I'd be 
that would just that's the sort of thing that would really stoke me. Oh yeah, would, yeah. I mean, I'm still stoked every now and again when I open the, those those books. Um, they were like twelve quids, and uh, yeah, yeah. they like to support with, but they had their own background. So what you do is you'd focus on the main faction that was in there, and then you do three others. Um, and the Dark Eldar one, there was the Black Heart Stroke Culture Strife, which was the same color scheme because it's like a cabal and a witch cult, but yeah, same color scheme. Um, and then Steve did the Kabbalah the flayed skull so that didn't have any art at the time so he just went dark red with like bone and he made him look very pretty and then I got Lords of Iron Thorn and I was like well they've got the name Iron in it yeah. we don't normally see metallic no Keldar so I was like cool and I was talking to one of the artists he was like you've got to remember that Sonesh comes from the Eldar yeah that's not the yeah. other way around, around yeah. so because I was like toying with him in like purple tinged silver armor I was like oh that makes it look too slashy he was like no that's good because Slanesh came from these people. So for that, for the, having the purpley tinged armor would make sense that Slanesh has gone, I like purpley tinged armor. I like pinks and purples. Um, so that's why I went down the route of like doing a purpley tinged armor and then I did like red markings. I really enjoyed doing like the markings on the helms and stuff. And I came up with like some ideas for like doing designs on the um, the raiders. So I, I sprayed the raider silver, picked out like a flash of like incubi darkness, a bit of like corn red, just to make them look a bit pretty. Did they survive? They still exist. There's still a colour scheme that exists yeah. to, the day, uh, are, to this day. But are, are they, did they make it into, do you, I suppose, yeah. no, are they still in the current codex? Yeah, they're in current codex. Uh, there's even uh, decal, transfer decal. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, yeah, so they're on the, the decals and stuff. Oh. I mean, I didn't make the decals. Someone else. Yeah, but I know, but, but still. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so yeah, so it's, it's. I, I think that's what I missed when I, I moved to Warmer TV was like that, being in that melting pot of creation yeah and just coming up with ideas right. and stuff but um but yeah there's, there's a fair few things one i think one of my favorite things i did and it was such a simple fix was we did um uh, i forget how, how it was called but it was tyranid it was a tyranid how to paint and it was trying to make tyranids a little bit more so the color schemes that exist are like kraken behemoth mm -hmm. and a little bit more interesting than what they are how how do you do a, a variant Behemoth. Yeah, yeah. Because the Behemoth is a traditional sort of like black, bluey kind of carapace and red yeah, yeah. skin. And I went down the route of like making the skin feel a little bit more natural red. Um, so it was a bit more organic looking. So it wasn't like bright sort of blood angel armor. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, with orange highlights and more fleshy highlights. And then instead of it being black or blue carapace, I used Incubi Darkness again because it's such a nice color. And then highlighted that with grays and stuff. So again, it felt like more natural sort of um, chitin bone-esque kind of vibes to it and then markings bright yellow markings on on the carapace and um that became quite a firm favorite of like doing markings on carapace to distinguish different units because there was a weird and i don't know, go into it because it was funny so there, was, there used to be a guy that used to work in the studios who used to be quite res uh, heavily responsible for the ip and he could be quite terrifying. I liked him. I got on with him quite a lot. I'm not going to name drop anyone here, but uh, people will know who I'm on about if they know. Um, and he, he could lose his rag sometimes when things didn't make sense because he, he'd think he'd been quite clear, but people didn't dare ask or challenge because <laughs> they were like, oh, what's it going to be like today? Is it hot or cold? And if he had a normal conversation with the guy, it was fine. Yeah. Because all he just wanted was people just to listen and get the general gist of what he's trying to say. Not to do the exact thing he's saying, but to understand where he's coming from. And one of the things that made me uh, chuckle for a good few months, probably a year, was he wanted more identification between units. Yeah. 
um, to the point where it would make sense for that race. Um, but they, some people took it too literal. So like for Imperial Guard, you're marking them, you're giving them squad numbers. Yeah. You're giving them like different badges to represent different regiments, different numbers to reg represent different squads within a platoon. To the point where we were asked to do markings on chaos. Chaos. <laughs> chaos. The whole word is like, why are they ordered? Why have they got <laughs> markings? That does not go with a name. <laughs> but they were asked to like give the markers. So I did, we did this uh, cornate collection and we ended up like going, how are you supposed to mark up corn? I mean, it's they just want to kill stuff. They're not yeah. going to sit there and go, what squad are you on? Okay, you go over there. We're <laughs> going to go over here. No, they're just running and eat people and smash them. <laughs> um, but we got to this point where we we're doing the demons and we had like tiger stripes on the legs and thighs, which was like one black tiger stripe represents squad two, <laughs> represents squad two, three, <laughs> represents squad three. It got silly. Um, to the point where we're doing it on Eldar, and Eldar had these little lines on the the like the veins of the vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the markings on some of the existing heavy metal, um, um, like grav tanks, didn't align up with what someone's idea of what it should be. So I was asked to unpaint them. I mean, I've never heard of unpainter, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not unpainting heavy metal models. That's not my job. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just get out my little unpainter and just uh, <laughs> just paint over that shell. But yeah, there's like this weird sort of like, I think no people were scared to to clarify. Um, and then I guess he lost his rag more. Because <laughs> it didn't make sense. Um, because you were like making like things like chaos, which is chaotic, ordered, and it's not. And then things like alien races that don't use num numerical systems like Tyranids. Yeah. But I think you use numerical systems. So that's when I, when I was doing these um, uh, patterns on the back. That's yeah. the way I organized them was like, this has a certain pattern, this has a certain pattern. So you have like your three tiring guard and you have a very, let's say unique, but um, I, I couldn't replicate the same pattern on all three, but I'd replicate a similar style of pattern yeah. on all three and a different style of pattern on that squad and a different style of pattern on that squad. Well, this goes, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago, is that um, to some degree, I think if it's, if it's not chaos, if it's something that is meant to be ordered, I think if you're a, a bang average painter as I am, I think paying attention to the the, the smaller details carries an army. You know, it's like um to go back to them again because especially because they are the codex thing, is my um the my son's Knights of the Forge mm. Marines. They all have on their as I as I check on me, so left knee, they have um they just have a vertical um, the the knee is just split between white and red mm. vertical, and then they all have a match a matching numerical decal. Yeah, yeah. On their knee for what squad they are, and then always make sure they've got the right. You know, they've got the troop thing on, and then with them having this black templar spill. If there's the, if they have them on the the standards intercessors, they have like them hip plate. Yes, yeah. On the left hip plate, they always have the um, the campaign badge or the coat of arms or whatever the heraldry that yeah. the black templars have so but they'll always be different they don't have to be from the same the idea is that you know it's that you know what they how they were brought up and what family but they don't automatically stay that way and i think um and i think sometimes like that i think getting this thing of having uh, a feeling of them all being cohesive it can carry it out it can really carry an average paint job i think oh, absolutely, absolutely yeah i think you just look at them and go well all of them badges are where they're meant to be they all yeah. look like they're part of the same gang and you know they're they're living on the base. You know their feet look like they're on the base they're meant to be on. 
I think, and and I think sometimes that can, yeah. you know, I think having an orderly look to them. Well, if you take Imperial Guard, I mean, like I've seen so many people would like some people paint the base really a different yeah. color for different squads. So they go yeah. green. I mean, it, from a someone like myself who's very narrative, it it's quite whoa, that's bright. But yeah, that person that's playing it, that's that that helps them distinguish the army. That makes perfect sense. But I've seen people like do that shoulder pad green for squad one, mm-hmm. red for squad two, blue for squad three. Or like a stripe down the helmet, like with Marines or what. Well. I mean, the great thing with Marines is you do the different trims represent different yeah. companies, but squads, it's a very tight. Well, that's we that we went. That's how we I went the Dark Angels route with his army is because the Dark Angels don't ever have a different rim color. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's always the knee. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how I went yeah. with his. As I went with the knee because yeah. uh, I thought, oh, you know, I don't want to start getting into this thing of having because the idea is not a speed painted army, but it's cutting as many corners as I can. And I thought. If I'm spray painting all of these guys lead belcher and then I'm filling the shoulder pads in, I then don't have to paint that rim. It remains lead yeah. belcher. Yeah. I can move on to doing something else. And that was the early idea of going, well, that saved me a load of time. Yeah. And then my brain went, let's half the knee into red and white. That'll be really quick, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so completely <laughs> shot yourself in the foot, you know, and then put a tiny decal on it, you know, like, you know, so it's not happened to thought. It's not really improved my situation in the slightest. But it still looks, uh, that's the thing though, it does look great when it's done, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. The time invested on that little thing. Oh, but the problem being is I, and it's funny because I'd like to say, oh, because of my, my military background, which is supposed to some degree, different colour belts, mm-hmm. what they call a stable belt. And for those that don't know, it's like a cloth belt that's worn um, at the top of the trousers um, when you're in... Um, in your summer gear, you will see it. In your winter gear, you you won't see it as much. And um, and there'll be different series of stripes. Well, I've started with my is that representative regiment? Job reg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've started to go down to the point now that um, I've picked up things like so fast attack wear orange helmets, which is an um, almost a um, a blood angels thing because they wear yellow helmets. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So these guys would wear orange. Uh, uh, heavy weapons wear black helmets, and then I've even gone as it's so bad. The um, the infiltrators that came in the kill team, one of them has got this uh, servo skull hovering on his shoulder. I see. I think he's like the all spec scanner mm-hmm. guy. And then there is another one who you can have in there, which is wearing all the gear for being the comms guy. So, well, them two guys, their helmets are blue because they're electronic warfare and outer signals. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know what? I think I'm so taking myself. <laughs> Literally paint myself into the gut there. <laughs> I mean, blue makes sense for electrics. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, but I just thought, oh, God, you know, you thought, because it's constantly there yeah. on the brink of tripping myself up with it all the time. I think that that's the key, isn't it? It's like, See, you can, it's a rabbit hole that you can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of, with, um, I'm going to skip jump to uh, Age of Sigma a little bit here. Yeah, no, please don't. Uh, when that started, um, and again, it, I, I had opinions, and as a business, we had to, like, make it cool, but also, it was trying to align with space marines mm-hmm. and you had like a cool symbol of for a time it was like the hammers of sigma symbol was on this shoulder yeah um and the idea was you'd get different shoulder pads depending on what chapter or storm host it was and they did a couple of little upgrade sets and you could replace the the shoulder and it might have like a fist holding the hammer or it'll be like a comet oh right yeah yeah a, a, a sunburst and that represented different um uh, storm hosts and you had the other one which represented what it basically became tactical devastator fast attack and i'm like with marines they have the same armor right yeah pretty much 
and they might have a bigger gun or they might have a jump pack and pistol and a, a sword mm -hmm. that represents different things so they have like the markings but with knights of old when you have a bow you're a bowman yeah the, when you have a sword and a shield you're a sword and shield yeah the, the weapons are no two you yeah yeah when you have like big flying wing <laughs> a spear and a javelin you know you're the flyy guy you don't need a marking to tell you the flyer guy because you're already the flyy guy uh, and i thought that was such a waste of space you could have done like heldry on there yeah and like different sorts of ways of identifying units in the end it became the tabard and the belt mm -hmm. but the belt buckle so you'd have like um i'm going to say squad just freezer because i can't remember how we referred to it then what the units were but in a in a storm host, you'd have like different chambers. The different chambers would be identified by the plume color. So chamber one would be red plumes for the hammers of Sigma. Then maybe chamber two might be red, uh, white or black or whatever. But then you'd have like colors on the tabard trim. So you have like the scale mail tabard that came down. And the trim would be like red for platoon one. And then depending on the squad, it would be silver, gold, or bronze bow buckle. Oh, right. It's right. so tedious. There. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to was cool when we first started but it was like this needs some refining and also it's a point as you do get to the thing is you go does anybody who's now looking through the army book really care or notice because it's so subtle yeah. i mean the the trim more so but the different colored belt buckles was i think a step too far to represent different squads but i mean at the time it was early i mean that this is why we like our last one about like blowing up the old world you could have had more time we could have had more time to iron out these these flaws yeah it was it, I, I wouldn't say rush, but there was a lot of, you know, all hands on deck. Let's get this sorted out uh, as soon as we can, so we can start like you know getting armies painted. Because for the army painting team with the stormcast and stuff, you had to nail out not only like a huge hammers of sigma army, but quite a few other color schemes that again the army painters had helped generate, and we had like graphic designers come up with ideas. So that was that was fun. Do you still now, um, having been in the hobby for as long as you have, do you still look at existing armies and then new versions of them like we know already your plans with cadians but um do you find yourself looking at other things and going oh if i was to have a crack at that i'd love to yeah do that oh yeah so i i can't although i'm desperately trying not to go down this route because i've been down the route of collecting nearly everything and painting nothing before but you know i still constantly circle the the, the sisters of Al. And just constantly just go, oh, do you know, if I was doing them, I would do them like this and I would do them like that. Do you find? Yes. Even? Yeah. I have Sisters of Battle now. I, after doing my Venturely Nobles, a part of me would like to do a Order or a Mi Order Minoris, which is settled in that system somewhere and give them black lacquered armor with gold trim um, and like magenta clothing. Yeah. Because um, that would tie nicely with that. I mean, I'm not saying that the orders and the chapters and the regiments all go let's all, we're in this part of the segmentum let's all wear the same dress uniform yeah it's not that but from a collection point of view it, it ties in nicely um but yeah there's there's loads of, i mean the reason why i like the sisters about the argent shroud is because it reminds me of knights of old because they've got like the cool salad helm yeah i like to wear put the helmets on wherever i can but they've got all this armor and then once it's painted silver it just looks like knights of old and you've got all the cloth yeah and do stuff with and i think um I think the sister current run of Sisters of Battle are probably, I think, maybe other than Admech. I think they're the most 40k looking 40k army, I think, at mm. the moment. They're so gothic. So what I'm gonna do here actually is I'm gonna do a quick a quick fire. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no, I'm scared. So you just I wanna the first thing that comes into your head. So okay. it gives gives our listeners a little bit of an idea of things yeah. that you're interested in. Right. 
So um, we'll take um, we'll take Imperial Guard out of this because we know that's your yep. your main forty k love. And if you've if it's anything you've already said, that's cool. Just say it again. Um, if you were doing any army within the Imperium, what would you do? I think I would do. Uh, I've not done it a, a whole army before. I think Space Marine. I'd have a crack cool. at Space Marine. And then, well, that's answered my sec. That goes into my second one for me. What would you do with Space Marine's own chapter, or what with somebody existing? Uh, tricky. So there's a lot of existing ones where I'd like to tweak a little bit. Um, so the one I used for my own collection was the Fire Lords was existing. I'd like to just go. You know what? I'm going to make up my own background and do my my own version. Of okay. What I think Blood Angels should look like, or um, uh, Ultramarine should look like. Um, maybe use a different type of blue. Maybe use a different type of gold. Maybe put some more embellishments. See, I always in my brain always thought I, I don't like that blue tone on. I love space wolves, but I don't like the blue tone. They should just be like a, a proper grey to me. Yeah, you know, even past the old road trader color schemes. Yeah, go down that route. Okay. Well, got uh, if you were starting uh, a new Zemus army, what would you have? Uh, that's a good one. I have done Gene Silicolts, I've done Drukari. I. It's a mix up between orcs because there's a lot of cool new orc stuff. Oh, they're not. And yeah. I've got a thing where I like orcs background. I like um, the models, but I just hate the idea of painting them. And I did talk about doing a blood axe army following um, the here we go, here we go. Um, but that had like there's a there's a basically a page that's just got like some really cool color schemes. I was going to do a kill team of them. All right. And they have all the bat banners. So do every guy with a bat banner, and then also add some like imperial pirates in there. So like an ogre. A commissar because the, the art actually has a commissar on it. All right, okay. So I think if I was to do a Xenos army, I would go down that route and go full. Here we go, here we go. Okie dokie. Um, Necromunda. Necromunda. Oh, I've done nearly every gang <laughs> except maybe. Um, would I redo again? No, I'm going yes. So I was talking to Raph. We all love Raph. He used to be on Twitch. He's still on Twitch. Uh, I just don't know. I don't see him anymore. So I don't know if he exists anymore behind because he's just a voice. But I was talking to him, and what I would like to do is there's a couple of factions that aren't covered right now. Okay. Which are uh, Scalies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so back in the day, there was like Redemptionist Scalies and Ratskins. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Ratskins. So Ratskins at the time were like based off like Native it's Americans because it had that, that kind of vibe to it. But I was thinking that's one spirit animal that they've picked. They've picked a rat. Yeah. What about like the Mylosaurs or the Ripperjacks? And I was looking at the new Tarantulus Brood, which are from Warcry. Yeah. Which came in the Red Harvest set. Yeah. And making them into like, and calling them the Ripperjacks. So making a gang that bases their spirit animal on the Ripperjack and then just making them as like spider-esque guys. Oh, that's that, great. That literally wear like bits have killed Ripperjack or also they've got like weird they, they probably drink the fluids of Ripperjacks and they end up getting extra armed oh that's really grim so yeah <laughs> so yeah deep down in the sump I'd make my own sort of like um, Outlander gang okay uh, Blood Bowl Blood Bowl don't play Blood Bowl Blood Bowl blah, 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 but I do like the uh, and I've used them a lot because they're in like sexy bodysuits is the uh, Athel uh, Lauren Avengers the Wood Elves oh yeah I'd probably if I was to pick one group I'd do there. Blood Bowl's not really my bag, but I've got to be honest, I love the Nagel for it. I quite good as well. I mean, it, yeah, it's go like full mad, but you got to pick a, a team that looks cool. Oh, and you, you still always go with cool before anything else, surely. But I, I buy Blood Bowl not to use for Blood Bowl, but to use for War Cry because they've got so many open hands and it's so rare to get cool open hands to like conversions with Blood Bowl is more yeah. feel for converting. I just buy the kits just to use them for like, because once you've cut the hands off the actual players, 
you can then replace those hands with clenched hands holding weapons. Yeah, absolutely. So you get not only all these spare hands you can use on other sets, but you've also got all these people that are cut off at the wrist <laughs> that are begging for weapons other than to be used for other games. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's as far as my blood ball goes. Warcry. Warcry. So, I've done so many Warcry things. One of the things I still need to do, which I've not got around to doing, is uh, one of every living, uh, every state city or city of Sigma. I've done one so far, and that was one of my things. I want to do all the different uh, known cities, so uh, the Phoenician, Tempesai, uh, it's that, or something I've not touched for a while, which is Orcs, because I've got some of the uh, Oryx, the Iron Jaws. I fancy doing some Iron Jaws, but given them bone armor. So armor they've taken from monsters that they've killed, carved it, hammered it into shape. Hammered it into shape. I've got it on. That'd be really cool, actually. That'd be really Make cool. Make a little proper savage. Yeah. So I've got... Um, I've got to say, I'm not going back on it. I've never, I've not done Necromunda, but I always quite like the idea of the uh, the fella, the bald the guys in the. Oh, the Delac. The de- yeah. Or Delacue, as I used to call them. When <laughs> the Delacue. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit at the moment obsessed with that new Psyker. Oh, yeah. The, 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 Spiker, the, the, the big. The ones with the enormous hair, yeah. I keep, I keep thinking, I like that. You know, do, you know that where you get that weird thing where you get, um, you like a particular miniature so much you're prepared to start an army yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit like that with him and I'm wondering whether I could scratch the itch that when I finally get hold of that miniature and whether and just, I'm thinking about whether and just making him um, uh, as a, a psycho from a Gene Steeler cult. But I do look at that. I mean, they, go, they do have a Gene Steeler cult vibe, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I just keep looking at that miniature and thinking, oh, you know. Because you even got the, um, that is what I like about Nakamundi is you get like the gang set then you get like the additional gang set with those cool extra bits yeah the, the delax there have like this weird sort of floating brain thing. oh it's like, bizarre isn't it i've seen that what are the things from uh matrix called that are like hovering around oh like yeah that the thing i know the things you're thinking well it looks like a bit like one of those you yeah. know like a, a delac with a sword and stuff and that other weird looking little... yeah they've got some, and they've got they've got their own surgeon as well yeah yeah i mean you can get like hangers on which are like generic surgeons but they might have their own yeah. specific one so, well, I think that, and I was going to go to Kill Team, but you've said already he'd like to do a Blood Axe. Yeah. Or yeah, Kill Team. Yeah. I mean, really. if uh, I didn't pick Chaos, if I was to pick Chaos, because I've not done Chaos oh, yeah, yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I did do a Chaos Army back in the day, and I made up my own sort of like, I guess it was Cornate. Yeah. Um, I would go, and I'm kind of working on it at the moment anyway, which is a full on cultist army. Yeah. That may have a squad of Marines in it. A bit like, I, I suppose it's like a reflection of my Astro Militarum Army, which is mainly meat bags mm-hmm. some slightly more elite stuff and then of course a handful of marines i'll probably do this well, the interesting thing is talking about that just going off on a tangent for a minute i've started reading um readings from the right time listening to um uh the emperor spears mm. novel yeah yeah and i don't know if you've, I don't know if you've i'm aware of it i've not read yes. the novel well, the um the marine that it's about is from um the mentors the ones who wear white with the green and the yeah, dragon yeah. on their shoulder and they have this weird thing in there that they um, they are often dispatched on their own. Okay. And the idea is to go to sort of explore, especially since now that... Do they go off and mentor people? Funnily enough. <laughs> and the idea is that they go out and find... Now that the, this rift has happened, yeah. some of the planets are lost, they go out and look for them. Um, but also the idea that they can be used to sort of like try and get an Imperial Guard back online and, and get things. Okay, yeah. I think the idea of... Earth, 
I always like the idea of like an imperial guard, but with like your uh, the captain of the army being a mentor would be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or like a command squad of of marines. I think well, it's be... a bit like the old uh, epic space marine kind of visuals, and even Rogue Trade, where you have like this imperial guard army marching, like almost like Napoleonics, and you have like a couple of commanders and a space marine. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of, Yeah, so it's kind of cool that. Oh, but it always be bad just to have the space marine next, to, like a commissar and a captain, because you know that that would, you know you'd be looking at the space marine, the space marine going. God, these are shit. <laughs> Back in the day, like, like the when the inferiority complex I ever ever got when in Northern Ireland, when I knew I was now standing about six foot away from a guy from the SAS. <laughs> well, you would do. You just instantly go, "I'm now just a child." <laughs> I guess it has that effect. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, stood next to like Dave Andrews as the master of the years of sculpting, painting, drawing, everything, building, hobby. God, are you just like. Thought it was all right. But... So, to sort of come back around again to um, con- army construction, hmm. do you believe? And I'm. It's generally the, the the consensus amongst most people. But I thought I'd take it from from yeah. you as being an expert in the in this field of it. Really pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not the expert amongst the three of us, pa- uh, amongst the, the three of us. <laughs> PT, we're fucked basically. I've just got, I've got a tombola at home, and then it's time before a project. I just go green. Don't say that. It's meant to sound so much more organised. Like you're ruining, you're ruining me show, PT. Um, obviously, I think so, and obviously, I'd like to think you think the same. But I'd like your opinion on it. And this is for people who are new to the whole, because yeah. that's where we we. This sounds like a very serious topic. It's not rare. <laughs> you have to you have to paint what you love, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is there is no point because so you know sometimes people say this to me in the shop and you know because I because I, I as mentioned before I paint in my barber shop and people go, how do you pick? And I go, well, how do you pick what you paint? And I go, well, if I'm being utterly honest, I I'm in the the the. the I haven't got that thing of going, well, I paint one I love, but I've learned to love what I paint because we bought my son the 8th edition starter box and it was Space Marines, which is what, if we had the started with a box, if we'd just gone in there and picked, said, pick an army off the shelf, he'd have picked Space Marines because yeah. he was at the time, he was an 11, 12-year-old yeah. boy. But I ended up with Death Guard. I wouldn't have picked Death Guard yeah. Yeah. because painting a standard Marine and Death Guard is like painting a character. Yeah. But I've learned to love them. And and the, and there is so there's such cool sculpts amongst them, but you have to get your head in the gear of going rust and grime and slime. I mean, that's the thing. You could base coat a couple of flat colours and then just cover in blood and gold. Yeah, and then you you kind of saw it, aren't you? Yeah. Really? So, but I so and then as has been mentioned before, I I, the, I won the charity army and yeah. I won the yeah. Steel Cult, which was which was good because it was of the two armies in 40k that I was most interested in outside of painting my son's Space Wolves and uh, Space Marines and outside of painting Death Guard it was I love Gene Steel Cult and I love Sister. Mm. So I ended up with, it's a it's a funny one. It's like um, I really love the look of Gene Steeler Cult. I just wish I was wish I was clever enough to actually figure out how to play them. Because <laughs> they're great yeah, to look at yeah. when you go and you really gotta, you've gotta be thinking for you've gotta be nearly enough. I I've, I've been stumbled by because I, I built an army and then I played a game with them. I was like. Okay, I mean, there's ambush. You've, you've got to be thinking that far ahead that yeah. you're actually thinking about putting them back in the box or <laughs> taking them out. So you've got to have played the whole game out in your head before it. So, but for anyone who hasn't yet started an army, you're going to be sitting there with them a long, long time. 
pick what you like. Yeah. Don't worry about how it plays after it. So say. it's it's advice I've always. I mean, we used to get asked on like the the Twitch channel and just random comments on like Instagram and stuff like you know how do I go about picking an army, and it's like how long's a piece of string? You know, you don't pick an army because it's going to win your games. Don't pick an army because it's the easiest to paint. Pick an army that you're going to enjoy building and painting because it's not just the painting side of it; it's the building side of it and the playing side of it. I mean, I don't use or build orcs very often because I don't enjoy painting orcs. It's the green skin. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a racist. I don't know. <laughs> I hate painting green skin. It is so, I think it stems from when I had to do the Savage Orc Army back in the day and it was hundreds and hundreds and I hate doing stone, bone and green. I had to do a Savage Orc Army and it killed me. Um, I think it stems from there. Um, but I would never... Other than like for Warcry, doing a, a, a small gang because mm-hmm. it's a handful, I might push it and then I'll do like, I want to do push on the bone, do the bone armor because um, that would be quite cool, make them look savage. But that's a choice as opposed to being made to do like savage orcs. I'm making this choice to do like six orcs yeah. in Warcry um, and go in a bit OTT with them. But yeah, pick what you love, pick what the idea. I think you want to paint. I think thankfully, I think now that, um, which whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, now that armies are get come out and very quickly they get nerfed if they find out they're a bit they're playing a bit strong, you know, Bleaks of Otan got nerfed before everybody else wasn't the other deck. And um but I think to some degree at some point in time, at the bit I'm I always thought must have been quite sad is when an army was meta controlling the the tournament scene mm. and you would see lots of these armies, and I think there was people who are going out and are buying lock stock an army in a wanna. And then painting it and taking it to tournaments, and you think they must have been a lot of guys doing that who didn't even really care what they looked like. Yeah, and I think what a sad thing to do to sit and paint a. Do you remember for a while, Iron Warrior, um, not Iron Warriors, Iron Hands were crushing it. Yeah, and you're thinking all them people sitting there painting black. Yeah, with not the easiest of colours. No, well, I see spray them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I suppose again, it's that you know that hobby is open to to any kind of like mindset. I mean, that's not how I do the hobby no. personally, but. I can see no puts on you if the game is more yeah, yeah. a miniature because they are tokens in the, the day they do yeah. I mean I was talking about this in our last year where um, like Age of Sigma to me you know when you get into the melee and you're like your, your character that you really love and you enjoy painting's trapped if I was a tournament player I wouldn't care because it's about yeah, it's the dance. yeah. I, I probably wouldn't even got into that position no because no. I'd know how, how it all works as a, as a system and, and I guess that's the, the different sorts of um, people we aim at it's like you know there's, there's people that want to play a game and win there's people that want to make a story i mean for me if i'm not making noises whilst i'm playing <laughs> but i'm painting i'm not doing it right and that's and that's not like a judgment to anyone else you do what you want but if i'm not going forwards jabs that's it hold the banner if i'm not doing that during the game then oh, i can't I'm... wait to play against <laughs> <laughs> forwards that's it smithers that's it so hold the banner good lad good lad oh he died then <laughs> Pick up that banner. <laughs> yes, Jones. They don't like a dumb, do they? Uh, no, they don't. Apparently. Um, but yeah. So I mean, if for me, if I'm if I'm playing an army, I'm not doing that. I mean, I find it quite hard with Sisters of Battle because I've got to put on a lady voice, and I don't. And for it's lady voice, they were like, I don't think many Sisters of Battle sound like that, but in my head they do. Uh, so uh, people are going to kill me for doing stupid impressions but my son likes it and that's all I care about absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> so we agree then um, to sort of round up I think to we agree that paint what you love yep definitely consider really getting in your kit in your bits box oh yeah yeah you know learning to look outside your range yeah 
I think it is sad and I completely understand it. So I'm not going to, you don't have to get in touch and tell me why, because I, I understand. I think it is sad to some degree that you can't stick anything 3D printed on top of something you already own a tournament. Yeah. It's a shame because there's some amazing companies producing some amazing well, stuff. Back in the day, a tournament or like games in the hall was like, as long as 70% of the model was workshop. And now, okay. now it's ever, the only thing can be 3D printed is what's on the base, isn't it? I mean, even so, it's like, you know, if it's a plume, you can't get plumes and you just want a 3D print, printed plume. I mean, yeah. I mean, and this is, I think, sometimes the problem within within, within Warhammer is that they'll go, none of that, thank you. Yeah. And you go, well, that's fine. You bloody make it then. And I won't buy the, yeah. I won't buy the pirate yeah. one. My, uh, I've just put a um, Primaris uh, Repulsor Executioner together and I got 3D printed Templar doors for it. And I think, do you know what? I'd have quite happily drove up to Warhammer World and I'd have bought your one. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that could be a conversation for another, yeah. really, which is like, you know, what is the future? Because I foresee 3D printing becoming a quite a big thing. I think at some point, Workshop's going to have to relent or make more of the stuff so it doesn't get... 3D printed. It's, well, it's, I think it's a challenge for sure. Yeah, you know, and you know, and I don't want to go too far into it now, but you know, we think just thinking you could just be Games Workshop could just be producing SDL files of every single blooming door for every marine and everything under the sun. They build them, they put them out there as a file, you buy them, and the, the their outlay is extraordinarily low. And then people won't then go to people like Pop Up Wars as much as Pop Up Wars stuff's amazing. They can go and get there and then go, well, I now I'm not sweating it when I go to a tournament. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um yeah, so I think yeah, I think it is a little bit of a shame that when it comes to building your own armies, you you if you want to be a tournament player, you've got to be a little bit you've got to be a bit either put something on that no one's gonna notice. Yeah. Or you've got to be a bit canny with it. You're gonna have to be a bit canny with it, only as to how well about at least it's not like the mid two thousands where there was that guy that tournament that uh because it had to be Games Workshop product. He photocopied every single Necron off the back of the books, cut it out in cardboard and stuck it on a round base. Still classes Games Workshop. <laughs> Did you see the guy who was making... That was just genius, isn't it? Did you see the guy who was making the Necrons out of the sprue? No. You know the sprue? That's, that's a pressing effort. You know the frame? <laughs> he was making the Necrons out of that. And he said, it's Games Workshop. That's absolutely not wrong. <laughs> I love the idea of him building a space room on and he got a t and he got a Necron army at the same time. That's genius. Just like yeah. Can't be cool. Like armatures out of like uh sprue. Um, there was a picture of someone playing Kill Team with Joy Toy Tyranids. Oh wow, yeah, well, like obviously massive, but games workshop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. The way Joy Toy are going, you will be able to just eventually field an army because they're bringing it out hand over fist. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to get some of those death call. Yeah, but do you think, you know, it's just a thing of going, well, you know, where are we going to set up this 18 by 6 foot 4? Pat's bedroom. Because that's how long his bedroom is. <laughs> All the mirrors. <laughs> Palatial is the same I use for, for Pat's bedroom. Palatial boudoir. Palatial, it's for his beard, isn't it, really? It's well, a I've got to make sure his beard looks good from all angles. Absolutely. I spend enough time on it. Oh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, you know, I, I like to think it goes... I like to think at the end of the day, after being in the barbershop, that beard goes home to a good home. Do you uh, take your work home with you and do it with your bushes in your garden, just like have a nice bit of tote? Oh, I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of bushes, yeah, he's naked again. Oh, very cold today, though. Apparently, he still he still got them he still got them toe scratches on him from uh, from the old age pensioner. From uh, just to say, we're not going to go on that subject again. <laughs> I think I killed the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I don't. No, I, and uh, I've got to be honest now, I've got to the point where I've become such a diva over Barbara that I make the children come to the shop to have a haircut or uncut their hair at home. It's just a mess. What? The hair getting everywhere in the house. Well, it, well, there is that. We're, we're, we're wooden floors, so it's not so much of a problem. It's just the fact that now I'm so used to the chair being where it needs to be, the height it needs to be, the tools being where they are. I can't bagging them up and take them. You know, friends of mine go, oh, well, then you come round with me hair, and I'm like, I'll quite happily be in the barbershop at half nine at night and cut your hair. Yeah. But I'm not bringing them round to your house. Uh, no, it's not. I've cut my son's hair. I have a set of clippers. I'm like, right, it's time for your hair. Because I know. Christ, because he knows he's going to get a dad. Because <laughs> that's the only style I can do. <laughs> well, you don't mean like, you don't do like a one and a half on the sides and then a zero through the top. So it's exactly the same. So I draw a Chris Peach haircut like mine. And he cries all the way through. No, I don't actually cut all his hair off. I just like trim it down around the, <laughs> the top. Um, I was going to start. I was going to start. Off of my phone then for the number for the NSPCC. <laughs> hey, um, quick one before we go. So I remember once when I was a kid, that was at primary school. I woke up, I mean, my dad had cut my hair because it was the old, you know, get a bowl on your head and cut around it. You know, that old classic. And uh, it's true. It's almost like when I hear people say that, that's like war crimes to Balthor for me. <laughs> and I don't know what he was doing. And I, I still need to find out exactly what was in his head. But I think maybe I was getting more hair growing in the middle here. Or on it be what between Get the older uh, Uno brow and become a, a Gallagher brother. Probably, yeah. And I think he was probably trying to do me a favour and remove stuff, but he cut a bit off my eyebrow. So he tried to neaten up on the other side to the point that he ended up shaving off my eyebrow because it looked mad. And I, and I, I didn't notice at the time, but then I w woke up the next morning because it was school, it was like Monday. And I just like looked at him and went, I don't want to go to school, there's something wrong with me, I can't work out loud. Why do I look like David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> they had no eyebrows because uh, we'd had. Oh, they, no, I some of the um, I don't say this into a barber and podcast, but some <laughs> so some of the howlers that I've seen in the barber shop where it's either children have found scissors, which oh, is always no. a winner, and they never find scissors and go round the back with them or like over their ears, or they just go fringe. And somebody's bored to go, you come in and you know something's going on is when, when the person or the child is wearing a hat. So the last millisecond before you get in the chair, you just, I'm cutting the hair and there's a child behind like a big woolly hat on and it's July. And I'm cutting the hair and I'm like, something underneath that's not going to go well. Is there something I, I bad? Is, you need that time to prep in your head. Yeah, I'm trying to so figure Just take it off so I can figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. And then they get in and they go, and then their favourite is they to pull the hat off them. They go, what can you do with that? You found me clippers, me beard trimmers. And there's a big chunk virtually to the skin. And then I always say, well, I can cut it all to that length. And then they look at me horrified. They go, is there nothing else you can do? I can make it grow. <laughs> go, is there nothing else you can do? And I find myself want to go, well, Dave, if you can give me an idea of how I can get my way out of that, you know, I, I, I'm all ears. Or, or dads come in and have decided to cut their children's hair. And I always use the same expression now where I always go, um, they go, uh, yeah, can you sort his hair? I had to go at it. And it, you know, it, and, uh, and it's not gone very well. And then I start cutting the hair, and I always go, "What do you do for a living, Dad?" And they go, um, oh, "I'm an electrician." I go, "Ah, oh, it's funny that because I was, I, you know, I've got no training. I haven't really got the right tools, but I've been given real thought to rewire my own house. And it's at the moment we're having a bit of a flood problem, but it shouldn't be a bit of a, it shouldn't be a problem if I crack on with it, should you? And then the guy goes, "Oh, mate, mate, no, no, don't, don't, don't. Oh, oh okay, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, mm. finishing weirdly on a note of barbering. But Bar any, yes, barbering. Barbering. So, 
you want to get in touch with us, you can do on many, many ways. We have, of course, the socials, such as Twitter, Instagram, painting phases also on the Instagram and the TikTok. We have our like and subscribe button, which we did forget to mention at the start or halfway through. Press it, please. Down you, don't, you don't have to press it, but it just helps us if you press it. Patreon's going well. Patreon's going well. Right yeah, I mean, we have many uh, benefits of using Patreon. Obviously, supports us, keeps this lot going. Name but, on the show. Name on the show. Um, that way in class. I mean, the... The community is going really well as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So there's Discord. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like the Discord community. I mean, we're always there. Pat's there a lot. Chat yeah, yeah. Um, I, I jump in every now and again. People asking me questions about paint and stuff. So yeah, we have that. Uh, uh, how are you doing on um, getting photographs in? For still waiting for photographs. People are paying. <laughs> People are paying. But come on, just don't want me to. Probably scared of what I might say. Like, oh, it looks like it's painted by a dog. I would never say that. I would never say it. But but the fact that they paid for it. Well, as you've paid for this service, come come and yeah, yeah. send some photos. Ready and wait to the painting phase. Email address that gets linked to you. So yeah, please do that. And then your one to one. So you've one got ones, yeah, got a couple. Just, of got a six left, I think. Is it now? Six out of six. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not six. <laughs> We're trying to make it sound really exclusive. I did this to me last week. I was like, there's only six left. As far as people know, it might be like a hundred and eighty of them was down to last six. And you always go, out of six. <laughs> Honest to God, you know when I leave, can you have a word, Pat? <laughs> Not like written warning, but you know, just like, you know, verbal. The Fuck next is I've got a handprint in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a red-handed Saruman. He comes back and said I did a bad. The whole video with a pair of sunglasses on tied that shite now. I just look cool. <laughs> but yes, yes, please support us on those things. Yeah, that would be really appreciated. Obviously, I hope you enjoy me IF waffling like and affiliate links as well. Oh yes, we always have um Tashen Geldeeb. Tashen Geldeeb is the German one. Uh, we also have Pocket Money Thieves. Pocket Money Thieves. That's such a good name. It's so good. And then of course we have uh, affiliate games. And many more. I mean we're look we're getting uh, WePrint minis as well. We're getting a affiliate link with those. So if you want to get yourself a discount on uh 3D printed models, there's quite a range. I mean, we did our Roger playing a marine video on those guys and uh just looking through the library of stuff those guys have got. So I mean, yeah, if you're doing D and D or zombie based games, well, any of them, there's yeah. something for you. Isn't it? On the cards, I'm looking at Pat because we are planning on doing it. We will be doing like a pain guard on D and I don't know if we should shut out there because you know life might go in the way and prevent us from doing it. But it's on the cards. There's lots of things we want to do. But yeah, there's so many nice models to to pick from. And the, um, I'm just going to pitch. We print minis quickly, and they actually print the things. It's not STLs, so you're guaranteed to get a de decent um, printout. Cool. So, um, if this has turned out to be the first of a podcast. I hope our velvet tones have kept you on the treadmill or on that long journey in the middle of the night. My velvet tones. <laughs> Coming in your ears, Chris Peach. Don't look out the back window. It's behind you. It's following the car. Put your foot down. It is true. If you say my name three times in a mirror, I will appear behind you. That is true. Really? Yep. Yeah. Good, because I've got loads of stuff that need to paint. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. I've just been asleep for here. We go. It's like knowing a Dillian's name, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> Summoned again. Anyway, on that note, if you were watching, thanks for watching. If you were listening, thanks for listening. I've put up another week's worth of waffle. Yeah. We love you all. Bye-bye. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.